Before we get into this episode, I want to invite you to join a community of faith-based storytellers. Yes, Faith Audio Network. Now, Faith Audio Network is our online community designed to sharpen and encourage faith-based storytellers to use their voice uh, and overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So if you know that God is calling you to speak up, if you know that in this season, God is telling you to use your voice, whether that be on stages or launching a podcast or being a guest on podcast or even doing an audio audiobook or some type of audio experience, then I want to invite you to join this community. To learn more, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. You're listening to About My Father's Business, presented by Iron Wifey. Without further ado, here's your host, the Iron Wifey herself, Michaela. Welcome back to another episode of About My Father's Business presented by Iron Wifey. The dopest business babe that I have on the podcast today is Blake Benberry. Now, when I tell you that Blake is like the epitome of everything biography, like she just speaks to my soul. Her words can change anyone's story and her business is one for the books. Like I honestly reached out to her to like see if I can just meet with her, shadow her, and then I ended up getting a job. Like how does that happen? So I have had the pleasure of working with Blake. Blake has worked with an amazing um, cast of entrepreneurs and just millennial-driven people who are doing amazing things. So Blake, welcome to the show. Hi, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me and just a wonderful, warm welcome. That feels (laughs) so good. (laughs) Well, it's so nice to have you. I want to jump right in because I know that you're a storyteller. And so I want to know, first off, when did you first discover your niche for storytelling? Um, I realized it probably in, um, I'd say, elementary school, probably gearing off into middle school. But um, my teachers kind of opened the door for me to realize, I guess, like my style of writing or storytelling when I would get just like book reports, like, you know, we'd be reading like, I don't know, like Wuthering Heights or something, you know, like the old classics you had to read and like book reports were like my bread and butter. Like I just never understood why like my my classmates were struggling so much but then they couldn't understand why i was like struggling in like math but like words writing stories just being able to like listen and take in like someone's story um fiction or non-fiction and then just kind of sending it back in an explanation was just i don't know how i have yeah i, I, I don't know it just is natural so that was that my parents were at home and they were very much, um, both my parents, just two different extremes of like creative and business mix. So they're like opposites in one realm, but the blend mm-hmm. I think has really, um, I attribute a lot to them. My dad was always by my side, staying on me, like really honing that discipline of like writing and making sure that you're like staying focused. Um, I just remember nights where I would like stay up at the kitchen table for like ever like I was already kind of like very like 
super teacher's mm-hmm. pay, like nerdy, like, um, but I just really loved school and loved like being able to share my own story. So I was just a high achiever like that. I always wanted to be communicating with people. So I always ran for like student body president, like class president, mm-hmm. like my whole campaign when I like went to high school, like I was the girl who was coming from a different school district and I joined everybody who already knew each other. And I'm coming in sophomore year and like my parents were like, hey, you would have thought I was running like the Obama's were running like <laughs> I had And just the opportunity to write write my own speeches and getting up on that podium and delivering like who I was. I just fell in love with it and I was like I'm just a social person. I'm always asking my friends about like why do they do this and comparing it to my household. And before you know it, I'm like, I was becoming a reporter and like journalist without ever knowing, you know what I mean? So it's yes. crazy you look back and recall your life. Yes, I completely understand. Honestly, like we are one of the same person and it all started in elementary school. But you were like you said, you were becoming a reporter and you actually followed that track. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to go into reporting and continue in that, that storytelling journey. Um, yeah, reporting specifically with like local news was just it almost like the opportunity kind of just built upon themselves. Like they fell on onto my lap. Um, you know, my, my dad being well-rounded, my mom being very connected did landed me to meeting like a, having a one-on-one with like Rhonda Walker who is um just legend around these parts of like our hometown Detroit um with local four WDIV um and I just thought she to this day she's still my mentor she's like a friend now and it's just amazing to like go from like oh my gosh like shaking mm-hmm. wanting to meet this like just graceful beautiful journalist who was so tame talented and serious but like just got it going on and 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 now looking back and it's like I can just send her a message and just still talk to her about life things like that where I've earned her respect because I worked so hard to like you know really become her but just um walk in the same steps as like that's what I want to be remembered mm-hmm. as so um that led to an internship obviously with local four thankful to her and meeting and another amazing journalist Chauncey Glover who's in Houston now and I mean he took my local four like internship to a whole nother level um most most times internships like people may think it's a waste of time and news it's known you don't get paid it's like grinding you know but sometimes Times like you'll get your internship and just be sitting at the assignment desk and taking calls. And it's like, if you really want it, you gotta get out there and take mm-hmm. initiative. And you know, being you know, for some people, they would just be too intimidated to like walk up to walk in the newsroom or like leave their stoop because it was like, you know, hard hitting, breaking news constantly, top ten market and people were just like nervous like but you you know it's I was always taught like never wait to be told what to do like Mm. you always be proactive in your life like or life will happen to you you know what I mean if there's something that feels good and like your soul yearns for it you just you keep going after that feeling you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. that's God speaking to you so it's amazing how I was running towards things that I didn't know I wanted that much um 
And so it just kept opening up doors. I was interning, like doing like practice live shots. I mean, Chauncey, like <laughs> it was like drill camp, like crazy. He made me such a good journalist. Um, you know, Rhonda was back at the station because she's an anchor. So she would just always give me that nod of approval. Like you're doing it. You're, mm-hmm. you're taking the steps. You're becoming one of us, you know, highly respected, not in a braggy way, but just mm-hmm. her challenging me and seeing that and just Chauncey doing the same thing just push push me to a level of like ambition that was probably I don't know one of the highest I had ever realized for myself like I am my dream is coming true and so um you know I'm in college all the while here and so I was doing like stuff with the radio station up in Lansing because I went to Michigan State and that was like on behalf of Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So that was really cool because you're in the local cool. market, but it's fused in with the nationally syndicated, you know, how yep. that goes. And I was able to do the morning news. And so it was just like living college life to the fullest and being able to like be in class. And people were like, you know, Blake, I heard you this morning. Like you let me know my traffic. <laughs> like you let me know what was happening. Like just little fun stuff. Like I was balancing that with the local four internship at the, the same summer down in Detroit. I was like back from Atlantic. It was really crazy. And I was like 2011. And finally, you know, we're getting close to graduation and things like that. And um, I hadn't landed a gig yet. I knew I was going straight for local news. And anyone who's going into the local news field knows like you just get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. You You're supposed to, to have that guaranteed that job. Yep. Yeah, anywhere. I mean, and that was my story. I came home, I did a few jobs like the city while I was waiting for my call, but like nothing was stopping me from applying to hundreds a day. Like there mm-hmm. are 175 markets or so. So um, I'm like, I'll go anywhere. Like I just need to be <laughs> in touch with community. I need to be telling stories. Like I need to be taken seriously as like an investigative journalist, anchor sitting at the desk. The anchor was always still what I wanted to be. I wanted to be at that desk, you know, cause I just felt like that was the epitome of just journalism when you earn that spot. And so I got my, my call in 2015 to go down to Alabama. And um, yeah, just an amazing experience. It was about two years and, you know, my family had family roots in Alabama, Birmingham. I was in a deep little small town, Dothan and Southeast Alabama, 20 minutes from the Georgia and Florida state line. And um, a whole new world, like, Mm-hmm. a whole new world um yeah I learned a lot I moved very quickly I mean I wore every hat you're 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 the cameraman like you're the producer yeah. like, you're just doing everything and you're just you know my my parents always encouraged me to just go like they were to now being a mother is amazing because you just look back and you're like parents you know they have to let you be free and mm-hmm. so that meant so much to me like my parents let their 20, you know, and I was going regardless, but just that to get that grace and them just not holding me back from my dreams and saying like, we love you so much and we're going to miss you, but you got to make it happen. You know what I yeah. mean? We're, we can't be fearful that your God's got you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they dropped me off in Alabama and we kept it pushing. And so when you reflect on it, it's really wild to see, to see how life happens and the lessons that you have to learn sometimes completely separate from completely separate from your comfort zone. And I truly believe that, um, 
nothing really gets done that's worthwhile in your in your comfort zone. Like mm-hmm. when you feel that fear, and I'm and I'm learning it more and more each day. I get I practice it every day. Like when I get a feeling of like challenge, like I wrote this on my social media the other day. I, I run towards it now. Like mm. and that's taking a lot. Like. It's taken a lot, but that's what I was doing down in Alabama. I was just running towards that challenge. Um, and you really are like you're young, but it goes to show that we're taught fear. Yeah. And um, otherwise, you're just fearless when you're just not distracted by anything. And so that's just, it was life lessons imprinted on me from that experience. Um, not having mom to just come and save me when I was having a bad day, you know, learning how to adjust from being a city girl to a country girl and just learning from like people in the most unexpected ways. Um, I love so it. I'm just, I'm forever grateful for them. Um, I so, love yeah. it. It sounds like you have a really great support system behind you. You know, your parents, your family, um, them all rallying behind you. And then on top of that, like your faith. Um, you know, I've, 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 I picked up the little tidbits here, um, but it, it seems more like your journey to where you are today was more of a faith walk than anything. Like you truly just stepped out on faith, pushed fear aside and said, you know what, we're just going to go for it. And this is how it's going to be. And if whatever happens after that, I know that God's got me and everything's going to work out from there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So on that tip, I kind of want to know a little bit about your journey, your faith journey to get to where you are today. So I guess starting out, when were you first introduced to Jesus Christ? Like, when were you first introduced to faith? Oh, wow. Um, my grandfather, mm. my, my late grandfather, um, he, yeah, my very first memories were with him at Nativity of Our Lord Catholic Church um, on the east side of Detroit. Still stands today. Um, still, you know, have ties and have familial membership there. Um, but yeah, my grandfather was always a faith driven man. He is, I've had so many different father figures, including my own. My father is absolutely wonderful and amazing and in a league of his own when it comes to what he's done for my life. Um, but who impressed upon me church and just wanting that foundation was definitely my grandfather, um, Kelly and, you know, all the grandkids getting picked up, going in the, mm-hmm. like the Volkswagen, <laughs> heading from Oak Park to the east side. And like, I was, I, of course, I, I, I feel I'm a Detroiter and everything like that. That's my family tie. Dad is west side and mom is east side. Um, but I grew up in the suburbs. I was born in the suburbs, you know, but church always made me feel like I'm a Detroiter. Like, and mm-hmm. I, you know, my church is in, it stands so tall, you know, off Gratiot and McClellan Avenue, and um, it was just something that was that was so precious to my family. Um, we went through our commandments through every step since we were little, from Holy Communion down to like <laughs> confirming our faith, and um, that just happened to be um, the Catholic Church. Just happened to be the, the place in which our family found a connection those many years ago through my grandfather as a young husband, you know, grandfather mm-hmm. who just wanted to make sure his family was always gathered in one space and had a safe place to come. And that was that for us. 
um, we learned a lot, you know what I mean? From Bible study, just as little kids to like all the Hollywood, all the holiday, like Christmas, like <laughs> programs and just it's so many vivid memories, um, you know, arts and crafts going on. We did a lot, we did a lot going on. So church was a, like part of my life. Faith was part of my life. You know, it coincided with everything else. Every it didn't matter how busy I was because I was a very busy child. Church was always on Sunday. Like, <laughs> church was on Sunday, and Grandpa expects his grandkids to be there no matter what. You know, things were booked around uh, God. You know what I mean? God first, and everything after. I love it. And so, like a lot of a lot of kids are introduced to to Christ as a young or at a young age. Uh, but what? made you continue to follow the Lord. You know, you went through, you, you grew up in Detroit. So, you know, Detroit has its, its temptations, its fair share of people and experiences. And you also went to college, which also has its fair share of experiences. (laughs) But what led you to personally develop that relationship with God? I know that God has always been in my life because I was exposed from a very early age before I even knew that I was developing a relationship with him. Um, You know, you're just being an obedient child, you know what I mean? And you're just doing what, you know, what's being paid before you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But not realizing how your faith is manifesting from the very beginning, um, you know, when you're a child. So I think once I started to, I'll say for me, take like that active role and like, God, it's me and you like this, this is okay. I Mm -hmm. see, like, I see you are the most important relationship in my life. Everything comes from you to know that my career and my gift happen to do with storytelling and God, I feel like that's one of his most pivotal roles, Mm -hmm. you know? The Bible is the best story ever told, you know, the best book in the world. Like, I feel honored because I'm like, he gave me his gift, like he gave mm-hmm. me his gift too. So you feel this almost little like, you know, bonus in this weird, you know, not non-narcissistic way. Um, I'm just grateful for it. And I don't like to play games with it. And so I think that was when I, you know, Stepping away from college, living on my own, you know, that first state jump into Alabama was a true test of like, okay, mom and dad are really not around the corner. Mm-hmm. You have no friends here. Like, you know, your girls, you're meeting new people, but you can't, you don't really know if you can trust people. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it may be a small town, but small town has very different kind of like, the way things go and politics and um, even they call that area down there, Alabama, you know, the Southern area, like the Bible belt. So like, you know, me also being like a Christian and a faith-based woman, but also being someone who is very much like a free spirit and somebody who um, likes to still, you know, test the status quo and things like that, that, that coincide, coinciding with your, your relationship with God, sometimes you're like, okay, God, I just want to make sure I'm always still, you're my source, Mm -hmm. you're my source. And I have these views because you've also imprinted these views on me too. It's not coming from a toxic place or anything. So just really like 
decompartmentalizing my whole life and then realizing like, like I said, he's the source and it's like putting together a story every day. And I just, it's, I don't know how to not do it now. It's like, okay, what direction is he taking me in? Today, this is what he needs me to do and why. Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? No worries. It doesn't have to stop here. With more podcast interviews, blogs, and magazine, we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood. We are Daughters of a King, which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another. Because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. So you mentioned how God is the source and literally the greatest storyteller ever. And you have a storytelling business. Can you tell me a little bit about your business, you know, the name of it, McConan Agency, where that name came from, and just what it is that you're doing with stories? Um, when I was wrapping up from Alabama, I actually got a call from um, a Kentucky station. And so that was like a medium market station out there. Um, and um, I was there for probably about um, less than three months. Oh, wow. And so this is the game changer, like Kayla. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't talk about this much, um, but it's so part of my authentic story. Um, and at the time, I, I didn't talk about it a lot, really, and I haven't because, you know, I have a non-disclosure with that station, but it's so pivotal to, like, really where I am today, literally. It was the game changer. Um, I was... You know, I went to the National Association of Black Journalists. Mm -hmm. I did what I was supposed to do. Girl, landed my interviews, did all this stuff. And um, as expected, I worked really hard in Alabama. I got that call. And um, things moved fast. I got hired. I was hired in as like a weekend anchor. And it was just like what I thought the most, like just the, the, just the dream coming true. Like I'm getting closer to top and everything like that. Um, and then I realized really quickly, I don't know, it was almost like this just rush of like questionable things. Like, okay, am I really doing what I love to do? Like, am mm. I is this the platform? Mm -hmm. Like, is this the platform for me? Because while this has been so rewarding for me, have I been kind of limiting myself and my dream and what I really love to do with like creative writing. Mm -hmm. um, I was starting to feel like I was a little bit limited in that regard. And I was like, you know, it's hard for me sometimes to stay objective and, and things like that. So um, it was a huge just wake up call for me. And for whatever reason, God spoke to me one day and he was like, you know what? Don't think about the technical things, the contracts and everything. Um, you know, I need to speak to you and I need to really open your eyes a little bit wider to make sure you know that you can, this will always be here for you. Mm -hmm. But I think there are some things that we need to address first. Do you, does Blake really know who she is? Um, while she feels like everything is just going perfectly, is she 
you know, are you listening to the other signs that I'm sending you to? Like, still mm-hmm. be, be obedient, do the work, because all of those were stepping stones, like really honing who I was, but also me needing to break away from some shells that I felt like were, um, you know, just adapted throughout life um, and, and living for things other than God, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so that wake up call was like, you gotta go. This isn't where you're supposed to be right now. And wow. so I did not think that that would ever happen. I ended up not returning and it was a beautiful, you know, separation um, where they just allowed me and understood like you have some other things to do and I did and so I was like you know what mom and dad I love you guys but you know I can't come home to do this right (laughs) like you know your little bird of a daughter has to fly somewhere else to Mm -hmm. be hugged and so New York as they've always said is always a good idea I have family out there and they welcome me with open arms and that was where I you know spent a year just really getting to know who Blake was like on the other side of what I feel like was kind of being directed by some other source and Mm so um once again like you said with talking about that personal relationship with God it was just it has been honing really really from these huge pivotal points like in New York where it was like I need to get to know him on a level that only I can do so without even my distraction from my type of faith upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to really develop it based on who I like, who I am with him. I love um, that. Not what I've been told to be with him or anything. And that's no slight to anyone. It's just you have to understand who he is for you because that's the driving factor that makes the difference. I think with you know how you make decisions about your mm-hmm. life. Like, who are you Who are you driven by or what are you driven by? And so through a lot of that, like, self-development and time to just be by myself and work on so many things, like, personally, um, that this is when I started to feel like he, he was tending, sending over these, like, signs of getting back to the right and, like, getting back to basically understanding the power that he put inside of me, which was you don't have to be an employee of this Mm -hmm. in order to still do the work. And it's also not an excuse, like you have an assignment. And so that assignment is McConan Agency. And I had so many names going on and Blake B Firm, Blake B Communications, all of this stuff (laughs) where I wanted, again, kind of still, I need my name, like I need, of course it's my name it's my firm and you know kind mm-hmm. of that enthusiasm a little bit of ignorance and not knowing how things work um but um in the midst of that i um, conceived my son and once we named him all of this is happening while i'm trying to launch a business and not knowing what i'm doing at all and when we named mcconan i was like that's the name of the business and from there it was just one client to the next client to um, <laughs> more stories and more people taking notice to like the, I guess the gift I have um, and I had and honestly up until probably a year ago, we've just celebrated like two years but I wasn't very comfortable with like using the word gift in my own life either when it came to my work. Mm. Um, 
this is that's it's still news for me to really now i mean i use it all the time especially even when i recognize it in other people like you know that's your gift right mm -hmm. i just love i just feel like i'm you know his messenger to say that like now i understand when people were speaking to me speaking life into my career my personal life friends associates mentors like gift 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 and all faith-based individuals you know what i mean mm -hmm. um like you, you'll see it it may seem cloudy now and you may seem like you're going to be going in one direction but there's going to be a pivot you know what i mean and um it, it, it it's been a wild ride but it's been amazing what i've been able to do definitely i'm a huge fan of mcconan agency i was before we even got together um just reading what it is that you're able to produce and how the Lord has truly given you this gift for storytelling and for words. It's amazing. Now, can you break down exactly what Makona Agency is? Like, what do you do? I can give you my services. You know, we, we do custom professional biographies. We um, really focus on custom writing, but custom writing projects that are centered around a person, um, a brand, a business, um, ready to tell their authentic story of why they exist. And so for us, we really always say like to our clients, like, and just people who we were talking to, when we want to welcome them, like, just know that your story is always deserves to be powerfully told. Like, Everyone should feel like that in life. It's not about your credentials, of course. We do the basics. We have to cover the technicalities of like a biography. But our difference is getting to the why of like, why do you do what you do? And who is that person behind all of that? Because credentials come a dime a dozen. Like, Degrees are awesome, beautiful, like I have all of that, but we deal with really heavy hitters out here in like society and influencers, but for me, the ultimate influencer is like people who are themselves 100%, no mm -hmm. matter the place, time, circumstance, like they're authentic. I love it. Now, I, and you touched on this a little bit, um, where you were talking about how McConan Agency doesn't want to just be a provider for content, but someone who is actually diving into your, your bigger story. You know, they don't want to just highlight your business. They want to highlight who you are and how you got to who you are in your business. And so I just want to ask you, what do you, what is your perception of being about your father's business? What does that mean to you? being about my father's business um to me that means um and i love that so much um it's like fierce to me it's like really owning owning your truth applying that to every aspect of who you are personally and professionally mentally psychologically like just the stride that you take every day like being about his business in the sense that um, it's an assignment mm -hmm. and always being always keeping your eye open for what your assignment is like whether it's long term I think he also gives us daily assignments like hourly like even like that has been a huge eye opener for me um, 
his business does not stop. It's always open. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally his business hours are always open. And I think that's the best thing. So, yeah, being about his business, just stopping what you're doing at all times and just knowing that you have somebody just completely available to you and accessible when no one else is. Other, you know, people let you down and things let you down and just learning more and not to have expectations from anyone like but him you know and so do the job like do the work i think you know god is a fair god and when you're going through things he's just sharpening your resolve like he's preparing you to be like about his business how we think you should a woman should be about her business awesome Now, with business and with motherhood, what has been your biggest challenge? Being patient with my process, I think. And um, because it's challenging because every day you feel like you're kind of questioning, like, what do I do? You know, what does this mean? Fighting against soups, what society can get into your psyche Mm -hmm. versus like, that stuff doesn't matter. Like this stuff is happening around you and God's covering you and he's putting He's putting all the technical things in place. Don't worry about where, you know, you'll sleep tonight. Don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, don't worry about the past. It can't be changed. You know what I mean? We can only look ahead. So realizing that, you know, completely relinquishing what I felt was like the control I had on my life. Mm-hmm. Biggest challenge. Um, and then the biggest gift has been the best. What's next for Blake? Well, Michaela, um, that's a question I ask myself every day. I'm all over the place um, because I'm trying to do so many things at once, um, but manage them much better now with God just completely, you know, having all the power. Um, I am continuing McConan Agency. Of course, no stopping, taking it to the next level in 2020. We really want to focus on elevating our, just elevating our products and what we do in the realm of like producing empowering storytelling experiences. And that's always been the tagline. And so for me, just exploring other areas outside of writing because um, clients are thinking of so many different ways that they are willing to stretch and tell their story. So whether we add a visual component, um, you know, like I said, documentaries are just something that I'm ready to, I think, go ahead and dive into, like we said, run towards that fear. Like, go for it. You've been doing it as a reporter forever. And so just to put it to a story that needs to be told, I, you know, I think I know God will tell me the story that needs to be first, but. Yeah, just turning us into a full storytelling house that um, is a place for people to come even when they don't know exactly how they need to tell it. Mm-hmm. They may not have an exact way us really directing that and having that creative freedom to bring something to life for them. I love it. So where can people find you? I can be found um, on social media, uh, Blake Benberry. Um and McConan Agency is always, always 
ready and willing to hear ideas from potential clients, um, we're www.maconin.agency and we can be found on social media formats as well, same name. And we just love to get to know so many more of you. That's, that's what we're about. Wonderful. Now, Blake, I always close every interview with the same question. Now, Iron Wifey is, uh, the name is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens another. Our motto is, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. How are you sharpening the women in your life? I believe I am sharpening other women in my life by living my truth, um, operating in what I feel is the way, um, being unapologetic about my views and my perspective and in order to be, to sharpen myself and to sharpen the women around me who I want to be just as resilient, we have to become comfortable with change understanding that no two days are going to be the same and what has to be consistent is the faith and you knowing exactly who you are so that that's that mission for me where i feel like i'm truly living for myself and god is living through my company and he's leading it and he's the the best business partner there is so yeah and like partner just everything (laughs) (laughs) awesome is there anything you'd like to share with us anything else i'm just so grateful that you have um, reached out to me and uh, welcomed me into your space and considered me someone worth hearing from. Um, So that's what it's about for me. Just these types of conversations that you can't put a price on. um, They make you feel good, right? For sure. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that I was able to make you feel good. I'm also glad that I was able to contribute in any way to McConan Agency and that um, just reaching out, looking for a mentor, looking for someone to, to teach me the ropes and teach me business and teach me how everything is run. Like, I'm so honored that you were able to, to provide some time for that and to open me up and to allow me to become a part of your chapter and a part of your life. And so I really appreciate you. And I thank you for taking the time for this interview. It has been wonderful. Thank you for all that you do. We appreciate you. I appreciate you so much, Michaela. So thank you.